You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real with host Ray Zander. Get ready to expand your life, your knowing, your alignment with Source. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio. This is your feel-good sister, Ray. And this is Heather. And this is a unique experience because we are actually in the same studio tonight, where oftentimes we're calling from different studios across the state, but tonight we are together. So, so nice to be with you, Heather. In the physical. (laughs) Feeling good. Feeling good in the physical. We're so glad that you joined us this week. And as usual, in the exciting way that we do every week, we love to dive deep into what we call law of attraction, but it's almost more now, isn't it? Be calling. It's much more than just law of attraction. It's really understanding who you are, mm-hmm. how you are in the world, and how you deal with the physical and the non-physical. It's so much more. And as we were just talking before we started the, the show today, it is really about momentum. Mm-hmm. And I love talking about that topic because lately, the Abrahams, and if you if you haven't heard the show for the first time, well, first, welcome. Um, but what we do every week is we talk about leading-edge teachers, specifically channels, and we enjoy talking about them in the nitty-gritty, everyday way to make what they're saying applicable. And our favorite house channel is, of course, Abraham, Abraham-Hicks. But lately, they've been talking about the fact that momentum is the same as when they talk about law of attraction. And I hadn't heard them say that before. Mm. I was just listening to a track the other day and they were talking about, we've been talking about law of attraction, blah, 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 you already know all that. We've been talking about vibration, blah, 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 you already know about that. And now we're going to talk about momentum and how momentum and law of attraction and vibration all together and focus is what this is really about. And I think that's really crucial is that we have the basics down and now we have that fine-tuning, 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 which is all the work. It is. So tell me, when you hear momentum, what comes up for you? What does that mean in your everyday sense of understanding? What is momentum? <laughs> well, of course, I listen to Abraham every day, so I always hear them talking about the, the, the top of the hill with the car in San Francisco. And if you start the car down the hill and then you decide just in a moment or two, oh, I'm not going to go down that hill. I'm not going to go in that direction. You can stop the car easily just by bumping up against it. But once it gets going down the hill, you better not try to stop it at the bottom of the hill. Yeah, and (laughs) with your body at least. Exactly. I mean, and and I think in a lot of ways, we all have those topics Mm -hmm. that have a lot of momentum that the, the, the car is already fast moving down the hill. Mm-hmm. So what do you do then? So, okay, so this, this is the key that I think has been kind of mind 
boggling. I've been doing this work for a really long time, but I just heard something for the first time again. <laughs> for the first <laughs> I time, know, for right? the 100th time for the first time. Um, but that when you put your focus and intention on something that you're wanting, it actually dissolves the thing that you're not wanting by taking your attention and focus off of it. Um, and so I used to try to think about how to resolve something first, and now it's just dissolved by focusing on something else. And so for me, it's just about creating new momentum mm. and momentum in the positive. So it's not about solving the old momentum or that doesn't it. work or stopping it. See, therein comes back to that idea of that fourth step living, mm -hmm. because you already have some stuff that has some net quote unquote let's call it negative momentum or that which we don't want you already have a lot of that and that has already kind of taken on a life of its own in a way it has headed down the hill and at different times of the day or night it will hit the fan as mm -hmm. they say so what you're saying and I really love this is that's the opportunity to just let go mm -hmm. let go it's get happened. out of the way get out of the <laughs> way just make sure that you yeah you're the you're, that your limbs are not in front of the vehicle um but at the same time, creating positive momentum is really the key and should be taking up the majority of our attention. Yeah. I love that. It's practical. Well, I, t I talk about it, you know, because I know you've talked that I'm a channel too, and I get these simple, simple pictures. And one of them is your head on a pillow and you're looking up at the roof or the ceiling um, and just kind of neutral. And then you turn yourself to the left and you look to the left, your pillow and it's all the stuff you don't want and you just keep looking at it this is the example of your your car going down the hill if you keep looking at what's on the left you're going to keep getting more and more and more of it and the momentum increases so what you have to do is take your hands by your face and move it over to the right and on the right side when you turn your head to the right all the things you're wanting is there and your body's going to naturally try to move back over to the left again because some of us sleep on the left side <laughs> we wake up in the middle of the night we're over on the left again and then we have to take our hands and move our face over to the right and pretty soon you start you know moving your face over the right naturally and then naturally and over time you start sleeping on the right but it just takes some like constant effort and I, I use the word effort in a different way because effort we don't want to effort in Abraham but we want to discern and we want to be aware of when we actually want to take what we're not what we're doing that's not working and then shift our head over to what is working and look at that and that's where it gives it some momentum is by staring at what's working what's working what's, what's working. working and really milk it. continuing to milk it. I love that word but they also use the word pivot mm -hmm. which I, I like that because pivoting doesn't talk about a lot of energy and I like that your the idea that you're saying that your head is on a pillow so it's already not a big deal right. to just shift but it is a conscious effort to pivot mm -hmm. and I think that really is in that moment a decision to say I'm going to take my attention away from that which is real or quote-unquote real and don't you think that's the most interesting part because they keep saying stop talking about what is especially when what is is not what you're wanting mm -hmm. you know so it is that decision that many of us feel like well that's not practical you know, it's not... Well, and it's not responsible. Responsible. Because, heaven forbid, we take our eye off something that's broken and try to look at something else. Because other people would say, you're in denial, you're crazy. Right. But the way it works energetically, and that's what I love about this work, is 
we're not looking at this from a mental place. We're looking at it from an energetic vantage point. And energetically, if you keep your attention on something that's not working, it's going to keep the energy in momentum in that way. Right. There's no other way about it. Your focus is really very important. And I talk about that a lot of times because I, you know, I think about, uh, I don't think we take ourselves seriously. We don't realize how critical our focus is, how magical, how powerful Mm -hmm. our attention when brought to something is. We don't take ourselves seriously. Well, I'll just sloppily look over here and I'll chat about this and I'll chat about that and I'll, I'll join you in your conversation and I'll blog about that. You know, we don't realize that that is powerful creating. Right. You know. Well, I, I have a client that I've been working with for a while, and um, the other day we were talking about salaries that CEOs might get, and I, I said, what if, what if your entire job that you get, you're going to get paid $30 million a year for this job, and you have one task, and your entire job is to focus on what is working, and it's a 24-7 job. No, not no. I didn't say it was 24-7 because that's not true. It only has to be 51% of the time. Oh, okay. Right? So 51 or more percent of the time, you have to look at what is working. Um, and so you only get paid that $30 million if you can focus on what is working 51% of the time. Which means you can't be on your email all day answering everybody, you know, depending on where they're coming from. We're not discerning enough. And there is this idea that, oh, I have to answer every, I'm using the example of email, I have to answer every energy that comes to me. And that's not the case. When we start to be really serious about working this philosophy and embedding it into our every day, we do have to discern, I'm going to turn my back on that. Mm-hmm. I am not going to feed that And it is really a feeding. Mm -hmm. And many of us take uh, negative situations and bite it to tea and have it sit down. But we've been taught that. We've been taught that if you go to the bottom of the barrel, eventually you'll come up with the reason why it happened and then you'll solve it. But that's a false premise. Well, that's because we're looking at things from the mental perspective and we don't manifest from our thoughts. I mean, we do manifest from our thoughts, but But not from the logic. Right. Right. So we manifest from the energy. And energies do show up as thoughts, but it's not the thoughts that are creating, which is is really kind of more of an advanced talk about law of attraction because you do get down to just the pure energetic conversation. We've talked about the fact that the universe does not speak English. It only speaks vibration. So you may have the most flowery affirmation ever, but if you're still feeling energetically different, that's what the universe is responding to. So the momentum that we're talking about, and I think this is important, is not just mental momentum. It's not just, oh, I'm going to talk about only happy things. Uh-uh. That's not it. It's a, it's a deeper walk. It's a deeper inner conversation uh, with ourselves into where we're focused moment to moment when we're at the red light, mm-hmm. right? It's those in-between moments of doing that we're really, I think, projecting our beingness and where are we focused? Where is our attention? And have we allowed what is without resistance but still putting the majority of our attention to what's coming what's happening what is ours to be had that's really the crux of it and for me it's about the body too like I can check in with my body and say am I clenching anywhere am I grinding my teeth at night am I um, tightening up you know my shoulders or am I slouching or whatever and and if I'm completely relaxed in my body, I know my energy is looking at what is working. 
I love that as a barometer mm -hmm. to really check in with your body and to see is there tightness in your chest? How is the depth of your breathing? breathing. Are your limbs, you know, tingling? Are you numb someplace? Have you zoned out of where your body is? I think that's a really interesting place to start. And for women, I'm going to just share a, a funny one. When I'm attached to source and connected and in momentum on the positive, my legs are open, not crossed. Ah, and interesting. And there's some energetic um, vibration coming up through in between my legs. And so as women, we're taught to hold in our stomachs and cross our legs and, you know, tighten up this and tighten up that. And I'm my momentum is not focused in what is working when I'm doing that. I love this balance, the story that we're telling. It is about allowing what is, allowing the people and places and circumstances that are to be without responding in a way to have to fix them or make them change and therein lies some interesting contrast but at the same time where is our energy focused both when we're being confronted with that momentum that we don't want and more importantly I think in those pockets where nothing's happening quote-unquote I do think that Abraham says over and over again don't do your work, your vibrational work, when you're confronted with your contrast. Mm -hmm. The vibrational work comes, I want to talk about, in the pocket. Yeah. You know, in that energy, that place where you're not doing anything or you're not dealing with something. I, it, for me, that's shifted. So when I used to go into something where it was darker, like let something's not working and I'm kind of in the contrast, it seemed like everything was dark. And when I looked at things that were working, it seemed like everything was light. Now, when I'm in the contrast, I can see the dark and the light at, at the, the same, same time. time. And if I can see the light at the same time, then it's okay for me to go ahead. But if I'm only in the dark, then I have to follow that rule that they you just mentioned. <laughs> right. Leave. Like, completely turn. Yeah. Anyway, and then, and but I think that is interesting, and I and they have been talking a lot about this fourth step, step living, four. where you're able to see, you're able to dawn the perspective of source in the midst of the contrast. Isn't that really what they're saying? Mm -hmm. Is that you're able to see through the eyes of source what is happening in that situation, and then come from that place rather than the personality or the disconnected self, which is really interesting because. It, it it really requires us to be much more fully aligned and be able to fire on all jets, mm -hmm. which means a lot of other things, too. Taking care of the body, taking care of the mind, taking time to rest, doing all those things that set us up to be able to be fully alive and alert and aware when that stuff happens. Because when you're tired or you're not feeding yourself right or you're doing some of those other things – it's, I find, harder to be in that place of seeing the light and the dark, mm -hmm. of being in that place of holding it. So it is embracing the non-physical and the physical in preparation for this vibrational gameplay, you know, and being fully alert and aware. And then, of course, not beating yourself up when you can only see the dark. Yeah. <laughs> and then go pet your cat or you know, go for a walk it's or all good. good. So we're going to take a break. You're listening to everyday attraction here on unity online radio with your feel good sisters, Ray and Heather stay tuned. When we come back, we'll dive into more Abraham talk about vibration, momentum, but also turning thoughts to things, which is what we're really kind of excited to do. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. Don't think about it. Let it unfold. 
Are you saying to yourself, I'm going to focus on me starting Monday, or right after the holidays, or on my next birthday? Well, we are here to say, don't wait another moment. Your health is the most important gift you have for yourself and those you love. Start now to become a more vibrant, healthy human being. Take that critical first step and join us every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Central on Awaken to Your Best Health, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. state of change, a period of transition? Perhaps you simply don't know which way to turn, or you want guidance on taking that next step in your personal or professional life. You can activate the power of yes with Reverend Beverly Melander. As a new thought minister and next step counselor, she knows how to listen to where you are and help you get to where you want to be. With 20 plus years of experience, she offers spiritual counseling and affirmative prayer next step counseling for your personal or professional life, as well as resume writing and editing. To learn more about Beverly's counseling services, visit beverlymelander.net. That's Beverly, M O L A N D E R.net. We now return to Everyday Attraction and the Metaphysical Porch with your spiritual neighbor, Ray Zander. Have a sit, get something to sip, and let's get real. Spiritual. Welcome back from the break. You're listening to Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio. You've got your feel-good sisters, Ray and Heather. Another, <laughs> another, and tonight we're actually broadcasting from the same studio, so we're together in the same room, which is exciting because usually we're across the state, so it's kind of fun, and we're glad that you're here. We want to say thank you for all of your emails and your thoughts, and um, we feel like this is quite a wonderful community that we're building here as we get to know these particular channels um, more deeply, more completely, and we really appreciate all the the things that Esther um, and the Abrahams do to give us this wonderful content um, to delve more more deeply into. But we also want to to offer you, anyone who's listening, um, if you'd like to have an opportunity to have really a personal experience with the channel, Heather is offering, as many of you know, as we've said on the show, on the show before, that Heather is a channel and, and is a wonderful channel. And she is offering an opportunity to do one-on-ones with our listeners. And we've been hearing back from those who've been taking advantage of that offer. So we want to say again, she's actually giving a special offer to our listeners for, for the summer. So we're running out here as we get toward the end of August. And to take advantage of that, you want to go to Reset Your Mindset dot net reset your mindset dot net and um and see some of the opportunities or you can go to our website at everydayattraction.com and get on our list but you'll also find on everydayattraction.com uh the link to heather's website but what i want to stress about that opportunity much like the work that we do here it's not 
only the big issues in our lives that we want to bring to channels and to teachers. It's the little stuff. So whether you are wanting to get some answers on small things or big things, it really doesn't matter. What you're looking for is that place of relief and that la and that losing of resistance. And that's really why we offer this and why this is an opportunity for you to just have that <sighs> moment, which is really what all this teaching is about. So check that out and take advantage of that opportunity. Did you want to say something? No, I was going to say about the blending with source because what I've found is that, you know, we talk about energy vibration and we talk about high vibration and low vibration. And so I think sometimes it gets a little confusing because we want to be at a high vibration or a frequency of love and appreciation and joy. And yet energetically when we're running around throughout our day, whether it's work or the kids or whatever, we don't want to be in that frenetic vibration that's really like high high what do you call it, revving. Mm -hmm. um, and so when when I channel and I have people kind of join and we co-create with Source, they actually pull out of this frenetic energy down into a calmer energy where they're breathing deeper and then that's where the blending happens. It's like a slowing down, but it's not a lowering of vibration. So I really, I, I really like the fine tuning of slowing down can be higher vibration. Oh, yes, absolutely. And it's a deeper, mm -hmm. I want to say deeper vibration. And and again, it's not about the necessarily only the big deals. It's the small little stuff that I actually think has more impact in our overall momentum. It does, because it's everyday stuff, whereas the big things yeah. are once every five years or once every 20 years or something, but it's the, at the everyday stuff that the littler things that are the everyday, 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 yeah. that is making the, the majority of our momentum. And when we see the same things showing up in our lives over and over and over again, the same sort of people or the same situations, that's when we start to say, maybe there's something here <laughs> that I could look at. But in a way, not because we want to get to the bottom of it, but because there's a way to focus somewhere else and build momentum in another direction. So I think that that's exciting, working with the channel and working with other people. We're also looking forward to some events coming in October that we'd love to tell you about. So if you do pop over to the website, everydayattraction.com, uh, put an email address in our list and we'll keep telling you about some of these deeper dives, I want to say, where we can go closer to um, some of the topics like we're talking about today, like momentum. In addition to momentum, which is, you know, really getting to the understanding of vibration, the Abrahams have been talking a lot about turning thoughts to things, which is something they've always talked about. But they seem to be getting more honed in on, you know, what is it that we need to do to turn vibration into tangible reality. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, they also say that if we focus on trying to turn things into tangible realities, we go upstream. We get resistant. Because really what, what they're trying to help us understand is that we cannot depend on the conditions of our lives right. to feel better. Mm -hmm. But we also came here in to get into physical to change vibration to physical mm -hmm. so it's both well and we do it every day a lot of times we don't we really do. understand how powerful manifestors we are because a lot of times we end up manifesting more of what we're not wanting instead of what we are right. wanting but we're right. still powerfully manifesting because we're 
putting our attention and focus and momentum in that way. And that's yes. what we're not wanting. So they're saying we know that you came here to manifest. Yes. But if you come here and manifest in order to feel better, because you can look at the manifestation and it makes you feel better, that's not the way that you intended to come. Well, it's the chicken, what comes right. first, the chicken or the egg. You come here to feel better, so therefore you manifest good-feeling things, not you come here to manifest good-feeling things so you can feel better. Right. And I think that's an interesting catch-22 that they've been talking about. But they are you know, delving more deeply into this understanding of how do we take this wonderful vibrational reality and put it in the bank? Mm -hmm. In other words, how do we take something from vibrational bank account or vortex as they've talked about it and put it into an actual bank account? Um, but at this, but the exact same time that they've been honing in on this process, and we'll talk about it in a minute, they've also been focusing so much time on this unconditional living. Right. Pulling back our need for any condition to change in order to feel good. So isn't that interesting that they're telling these two things at the exact same time? Right. Here's how to turn stuff, your, turn your, your vibration into stuff because you know you like that. You like the stuff. And here's how to make sure that you're living unconditionally so that the stuff isn't why you're feeling. Right. <laughs> Those and little I'm, rascals, they just know exactly what to do. And I'm just do. laughing about a track that they were just saying about how we are confused about what unconditional love is, that we're not going to be, that we think it's about looking at someone we despise and trying <laughs> to love, <laughs> to love them. them. And that's not what they're talking about at all. It's all about just eliminating conditions or um, having conditions have anything to do with how we feel. And it's, it's so liberating just to get this on a deeper level. And I know that for me, it's been a process and it's been a really long process and I know I'm still in the process. So I always want to say, Everybody appreciate wherever you are because it's all good. Um, and I've just felt some really big relief in the last year and a half um, doing this work because it's like making sense and in, in I'm breathing deeper and filling in. I'm, I'm looking around going, oh, it doesn't matter that none of these conditions have changed. You know, it's like, oh, hallelujah, I don't have to, I don't want to have to try to change anything anymore. I'm so, and it's almost like when we get to that point of so tired of trying to change something that we surrender and then we're like, oh, that's what unconditional living is. Right, right. Well, when I've been hearing this and I've been listening so closely lately, I have to say, I'm just going to like, you know, what do they say? Tell the truth, shame the devil. Um, I'm, I have been hinging my happiness on conditions mm. it's not until I started to release the conditions that I realized how much of my happiness has been hinged on them and the potential of those conditions here's the thing I realized that my happiness has been hinged on me changing those conditions and working and looking forward to those conditions changing, mm -hmm. not releasing them altogether. Mm -hmm. So in other words, can I be completely in alignment with my bank account exactly as it is today? Can I be in alignment with exactly as my body is today? Can I be in alignment and feeling source and living high with my relationships exactly as they are today? Not to say they're going to stay that way, but can I get into alignment without any of those conditions changing or 
potentially changing. Because I'm realizing I'm hooked on the potential of them changing. Mm. They don't even have to be different, but I'm kind of high on the idea that they might be. Yeah. And that's still conditional living. So I have the opposite situation that's come up. I have been able to find happiness and peace in the conditions not changing and felt like people think I'm absolutely crazy. Mm. Like there's something wrong. So I'm feeling like, oh, I'm not supposed to express how happy I am right now that this shit hit the fan. Right. Because everyone else is going to be like, you're delusional. So I'm still worried a little bit about what other people think. Right. (laughs) Just a little. I know how that feels. Yeah. yeah but in yeah. a way, it's so freeing to so know well. that you can be happy without it, even if you don't express your happiness. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I think that's sort of an interesting realization. Many of us on, you know, this vibrational path, when we step back and say, can I feel source? Can I feel alignment without anything needing to change on the physical? Mm-hmm on the conditional, but also needing anything to change in my own conditional thinking. Like, do I need to be different? Mm -hmm. You know, this whole exposure of quote unquote personal self-improvement, you know, there's sort of this realization that if you think you have to improve on yourself, there's resistance in that. Yeah. I mean, it's total self-acceptance too, this complete idea that where you are and who you are and what is happening in your life is more than okay it's divinely inspired there is something happening and there is no need for you to self-improve yeah I get what you're saying I think that the for me the difference between self-improvement and expansion yes so I am expanding all the time my spirits expanding we're expanding the universe is expanding so keeping up with that expansion is my work, whereas self-improvement is trying to like change myself. Right. So there's a there's it's a, a very difference. big difference. You may look different as an expanded person, mm-hmm. where it feels a lot of times where self improvement is sort of just changing the deck chairs around. Yeah. You know, trying or like there's something wrong that you're trying to fix. Either. Yes. Like there is even anything wrong with who you are today. You know, I think so much of of even spiritual, quote-unquote spiritual life, has been on this idea that you need to be different than who you are. Mm. You know, and I think that comes a lot from our religiosity. (laughs) I say that with a little bit of resistance. Um, The religiosity that has said you come from that which is not aligned. You come from sin. Sin. Right. You're born a sinner. Right. And we sort of, I think a lot of us, even though... Many of us who've been studying more of this leading edge thinking go, oh, no, I don't go there. We're still kind of seeped in this idea of self-improvement, mm. that we have to change, that we have to come from or away from something, rather than seeing that all is truly well and there's more, mm-hmm. and there's more, and that will change. That will make it look different. And that's the part I think that they're saying is the fun part. Yeah. Once you stop making the condition be about feeling better and just be for the fun yeah. of changing water to wine or whatever it is, that's what it's about. It's right. the fun of thoughts to things. It's the excitement of thoughts to things. It's not, I need to do this in order to prove or find my 
um, my self-esteem or any of that kind of stuff. It's very interesting, and it definitely is different than, you know, some of the surface understandings of this work. You just said yeah. something that made me realize why my daughters like me more now than they used to. <laughs> oh, do share. <laughs> because I think because I'm doing this work and I'm more fun now because now I am able to find the joy in without changing the conditions but I feel more youthful I feel more playful I feel more childlike and I actually remember more of who I am now because I'm not trying to self-improve I'm not trying to change conditions I'm not trying to once I feel once this situation happens then I'll feel happy or then I'll have time to play with my kids yeah it's like hey let's go have time to play you know and Time bends for me, and it's like, oh, I don't have time to take time off. Perfect. This is the perfect time to go play. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because it, it's from that playful energy that truly everything happens. It's from that feel-good place that everything that you want lives. And so it makes sense that the, tr- the only thing that we should be working on day and night is that feel-good space, that feel-good flow, and everything comes from there. Well, believe it or not, we have to take another break. When we come back, we'll talk more about how to change thoughts to things, not because you need to, because it's a lot of fun. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Just like life, grief is a journey, not a destination. Whether it is loss of life, relationship, security, or simply the process of change, have you given yourself permission to begin your journey of grief? Have you yielded to the gift of grace? Join Rev. Chaz Wesley every Thursday at 5 p.m. Central on a virtual navigation from grief to grace and explore new horizons of empowerment, significance, and support only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'll light a candle in your name. Pop culture is defined by the Oxford Dictionary as modern popular culture transmitted via mass media and aimed particularly at younger people. But can it be meaningful? Spiritual even? The hosts of Pop Conscious think it can be, and that it can be fun to explore, too. Melena Dawn and Stacey Macris Ross will be your amateur cultural anthropologists, examining pop culture and spirituality every Monday at 2 p.m. Central on Pop Conscious on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. To learn more, become a fan of our Facebook page. Search for Everyday Attraction or email us at everydayattraction at unity.fm. Your comments and participation are sincerely welcomed. Welcome. 
Welcome back after the break. This is Ray and Heather and we're your feel good sisters here on Everyday Attraction on Unity Online Radio. But you can also hear us everywhere these days. We're on Stitcher and we're also on iTunes. And then, of course, you can always pick up our tracks at EverydayAttraction.com. But we hope that you hang out at Unity Online or Unity.fm. Because that's a cool place to pick up all our tracks. And you'll also, in the program section, you'll be able to pick up a lot of our archives. If you have stumbled upon us in your vibrational brilliance, (laughs) you can catch some of our shows there on our program page as well. So before the break, we were talking about momentum, but we're also talking about the fact that we can turn thoughts to things, but that's not the reason we are so happy and joyful. <laughs> our joy and our happiness comes from an unconditional alignment. And, you know, I've, I don't know if it's just because of the things that I've been listening to them um, recently, but they seem to be talking about Jesus a lot, oh. which I thought was kind of fascinating. Then um, the last workshop that I heard the Abrahams talk about Jesus was exactly this unconditional living, that there was a way that Jesus looked upon you, that saw the truth in you, so that whatever condition that you happen to be oozing at that moment, he didn't freak out about that, right? Because he knew who you really were. Mm-hmm. And, um, and of course, he had a beat on that, you know, he really got how to do that. But I just stepped back and I thought, wouldn't it be an incredible thing to feel that way about everyone in our lives, especially those in our in, in our in our families, yeah, and our friends, and our bosses, and our colleagues, to really stand back and be able to see them through the eyes of Source, which is what Abraham has been saying, is that that's when you can actually see where the joy comes from because if you can behold that person in their wholeness there's really nothing to do yeah there's nothing to try to teach or shift or change and isn't that where a lot of the resistance comes in our relationships when we start to say you need to be different right then you well, are well and i think it's one way if you're seeing somebody every day and it's easier for me it's easier to see people um, that I might have a resistance to in my own mind or my own, you know, a rub with somebody. It's easier for me to see them the way Source sees them if I'm out of connection. Like if I disconnect mm-hmm. from them and I don't talk you to them. You mean if the they're not spewing seeing. all their negativity all over you at yeah. the moment? <laughs> I mean, I have, I have two or three relationships that I've intentionally let go of the physical day to day in because it's so much easier for me to see them in the eyes of Source when I don't talk to them and see them. Yeah. So at first I thought, oh, well, I'm going to feel sad to let this person go. But in a way, it's better because I have a relationship with their inner being. My inner being and their inner being have this great, fun, playful time, and myself and themselves don't have to talk to each other. <laughs> right, right. Isn't that interesting? Just, there are four of us, really, right? My inner being, your inner being, you and me. So it's been interesting. So if you if you can't be an expert at seeing that person every single day and seeing them in the eyes of source, you know, there's a way to be able to do it. There in is. A step, in a step-by-step process. But I talk about momentum when you can beat the drum of someone's whole self, true self, when they're in your life every day mm-hmm. showing you their disconnected self right. oftentimes. I think that's the goal. Obviously, that's what we're here to do. That's part yeah. of the expansion point, and we can't, you know, get too caught up at the fact that we can't make it to breakfast right. <laughs> trying to do that. Like, we set out, you know, as an intention to do that and to see people in their fullness and in their light and through the eyes of source. 
But, uh, you know, when what is shows up, um, that's where we get to build that muscle. Yeah. Well, I just kind of got a clarity when you were talking about how when you can be really empathetic, it's easier to see them through the eyes of source. But when there's a piece of um, like a mirror or a reflection of something in them that rubs you, that it's something in them that really bothers you. It's like that nails on the chalkboard thing. It's usually because there's some piece of us in there that has some matching thing that we don't like about ourselves. Whereas if we see them in a way that we they we know they're totally disconnected, but nothing really bothers us about them, it's because we don't have a matching picture, you know? Right. And talk way. about step four living right there. When you attract people in, and you're working to see through the eyes of source and you're willing to accept and then they reflect back to you the very thing that needs to be quote unquote healed within you that's a gift that is a gift so if you're in that aligned state and you're able I mean now I feel like you know <laughs> can anyone do this on a daily basis um, when you can see the gift that they're giving you in the midst of it true or in hindsight, if you can't do it in the midst of it. <laughs> it's like, oh, look what they're, they're giving a part of a piece of myself back to me by being such a jerk. <laughs> I mean, that feels, it feels unrealistic to try to get to that. But aren't we talking about being unrealistic? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Isn't that the exact thing? Yeah, it's it, counterintuitive. I think that's why this work is so fascinating, exciting. It's so counterintuitive of what we've been taught. Yeah. You have to unlearn a lot. Unlearn. Let's just talk about that. Unlearn the idea that being realistic is not a good thing if what reality is showing you that you don't want. I mean, how many circles can we say that out loud without seeming kind of crazy? You know, this idea that, um, you know, we truly have to wake up to the false premises that say that say being realistic is the goal. You know, truly, it's not if the reality that we've created or participated in is not what we want. So, you know, what is our opportunity then if we can live unconditionally, if we can step back and say no conditions have to change in order for me to feel love and to feel adored and by source and by our own self, our own inner being. Nothing has to change in order for me to be truly alive and awake. And now I want to change some thoughts into things yeah. for the fun of it, for the exhilaration of it, for the reminder that it is that when I turn thoughts to things, I get reminded of my own divinity, which is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. You know, can we get to the point where turning thoughts to things is truly on that high flying for the fun of it? and not because we want a condition to feel better. I don't know. That feels a little far from where I am right now. You know, it feels like I get it yeah. intellectually. I understand that that is the goal. But, you know, what the Abrahams keep saying is that until we get that, until we get that, trying to turn thoughts to things because we want to feel better is never going to work. So Yeah, it's a fine-tuning. I mean, I, I definitely can see that it's easier to experience in hindsight. I mean, I had that one example about when my mom passed away and I lost weight. My whole life, I had wanted to lose weight. I didn't put a lot of effort into it, though, um, which just as well because effort doesn't really work. So <laughs> <laughs> diets don't work, whatever. 
But I knew intuitively that when my mom passed away, I was going to lose weight because I knew that what I was holding on to was her beliefs. About you. Her beliefs about me. Her beliefs about herself. Her beliefs about me. That you had adopted. I held held on to her beliefs about me. Um, I guess in a way with, um, willingness to do so, because if I knew it, then I was willing to do it. But I figured that when she died, I was going to lose weight. And it's funny because there's dang commercials on satellite radio and my daughter's always going, turn off the commercials. The one commercial that's like, oh, if you're over 40 and you gain all this weight. And I'm like, I was almost 50 and I lost all this weight. My, you know, I wasn't doing anything different, but it was like my mom passed away and I let go of all this shit. That's all these beliefs that she had, and this weight came off of me. And I wasn't saying, well, when I lose weight, I'll be happy at all. Like, that wasn't what I was thinking. But I knew that as the weight came off, I was happier. So, but there wasn't a, it wasn't a conditional, it wasn't conditioned upon that, but it was more like I lined up with myself. Did you know when she was alive and you were interacting with her that that was the belief system you held about herself about yourself or did it occur to you after she made her transition no i knew it you knew it yeah i knew it when i was she was alive and and but, i guess it was just part of the what i thought i was willing to do to stay in relationship with her it was like if i hold on to this belief system that'll allow her and i to have some connection which is is a you know crock of right whatever. Right, right right but i was willing to do that because in a way, I was her mom. You know, she was my mom, but I was her mom because she was not able to reach a higher flying disc. She, you know, I, I've told you all about my family of addicts and <laughs> me being the black sheep that chose not to go down the attic road, which is fine. But but I think what's interesting, though, is that um, oftentimes we can use relationships as reasons to hold on to conditional living. Mm-hmm. And I think it is an opportunity for us to step back and say, this person doesn't have to transition in order for me to release this condition. Right. And I think that's when the pow- the empowering really happens, where you can step back and say, they can still be in my face, so to speak, and I can release the condition that they hold for me. Yeah. That's powerful, yeah. isn't it? Because then, again, nobody has to change. Nobody has to shift in order to be... Um, yeah, and you're right. I mean, she, I think, but on the other side of it, I think she knew she was going to go, and I knew it was going to go when she went, and mm-hmm. I just was willing to hold on to it for some reason. And it wasn't a judgment. Like, I didn't even feel bad about it. It wasn't like, but it's weird. We, It's almost like we make these agreements with one another, mm-hmm. these contracts with each other, and we could pull out of it at any time, but sometimes it just feels easier, just feels more flowing. Yeah. To stay in it for some reason. But there, I think that there is an authenticity that we sacrifice. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I saw, My whole life I sacrificed my authenticity, you know? And I think awakening absolutely. to that is part of the exciting work, I think, with Abraham and some of this new understanding of this philosophy is, t- is to realize that that's not, no longer the case. That we don't have to sacrifice. Yep. And one of the things that came through in one of the latest workshops um, that I attended, and it was such a powerful thing that the Abrahams said, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to misquote it, but basically they said, your sacrifice and suffering is not a gift to the world. And I think that that's, again, 
very opposite of what our collective consciousness says, quite the opposite. The people who sacrifice and are willing to do the most and look like the martyr are the ones that are most praised. But what they are saying is that your sacrifice and suffering is never required as a gift to the world. Mm. That is quite the opposite. And I thought, and there was a great silence after they said that, because I think a lot of us in our head were thinking, oh, I thought my sacrifice was a gift. Like I'm willing to be different in order to make you happy and that's my gift to you. And boy, is that, talk about some stinking thinking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is the opposite of what Source is saying, because everyone can be who they want to be and who they are fully, you know, expanded to be without having to sacrifice anything for anyone. Mm-hmm. But waking up to those quote-unquote agreements is really powerful, because it doesn't mean that you're sacrificing the relationship. You're just saying, I'm going to step out of this false premise. I'm not going to continue to perpetuate this lie that says my sacrifice is the way that I love you or how I prove my love to you. It's the opposite. When you live fully aligned in your joy and in your truth, that's when you're truly loving somebody and you're loving the world, which is really what it's about. I don't even know if I've heard that before about the sacrifices again. Had the never world. heard them say that before. No, but I mean yeah. the other that 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 I would think that the sacrifice would be a gift. I'm not even following you. Yeah, well, that's I think in our culture we think that those who are willing to give up in order to oh. help the whole, like if you're a nun or something, or you're if you're gonna... if you're willing to sacrifice what you want in order for the kids to be happy, etc., mm. etc. Et a lot of that goes on, and it's looked at as sort of, well, aren't you the bigger person? And I think what these teachers are saying is it's unnecessary. Yeah, it's really unnecessary. Well, I, I guess in a way, if anybody's out there feeling like um, they've felt foreign or alien-like, <laughs> this is the um, show for you. This is the show for you because <laughs> I'm realizing as a child, I've always read energy. And so I would learn things socially or society would teach. And I'd be like, that's a bunch of crap (laughs) because energetically I knew that that wasn't true. And I I remember knowing that, um, the way I was trained to be as a child was not the way that my spirit was. I could sense the difference between the way my body was acting and behaving and the way my spirit felt. I think most at children do. At a very do. young age. Yeah. yeah. And that discrepancy do. does not feel good. No. And we don't want to talk ourselves into that kind of resistance. So, well, we've come to the end of our show. We hope that this discussion has brought you moments of hmm, moments of contemplation, moments of thinking about where in your life can you be living more unconditionally? Where in your life can you release the need for any condition to change and for you to live joyous and happy and fulfilled and on your expanded path? We thank you so much. You've been listening to Everyday Attraction with Ray and Heather. And as always, we look forward to seeing you again vibrationally on this show. And as we like to say, feel good, sister. Feel good, sister. Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. 
Join host Ray Zander every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended to live. Everyday Attraction is a part of the Align Radio Network at www.alignradio.com and sponsored by Send Out Cards. Check out www.sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction. In jest, there is truth. Shakespeare made the line famous. And at Holy Rascals, we've taken it to heart. Join us at HolyRascals.com, a spiritual education resource and community of spiritual boundary crossers who are on a truth-seeking journey that doesn't shy away from humor and frank conversations. HolyRascals.com offers cutting-edge webinars, short online videos, and podcasts. Our featured teachers are inclusive, radical, and often funny people who embrace the common heart of all religions. Find us on Facebook or check out our upcoming programs at www.holyrascals.com. In his new book, What If Godzilla Just Wanted a Hug?, Daryl Fuzaro emphasizes the positive effects of applying unity principles in everyday situations. Laura Harvey, editor of Daily Word magazine, exclaims Daryl Fuzaro shares his life lessons with inspiring creativity. This book is encouraging, funny, and heartwarming, a combination I highly recommend. As co-host of Unity Online Radio's Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, Daryl's old-school charm and no-nonsense approach to spirituality keep a global audience laughing and inspired. What If Godzilla Just Wanted a Hug? is loaded with Daryl's hilarious, award-winning illustrations and packs his wit and wisdom into easy-to-digest, bite-sized stories of how he transforms chaos into tranquility and succeeds in the entertainment business by doing the opposite of everyone else. What If Godzilla Just Wanted a Hug is a pocket Bible encouraging the talented and timid to trust their gut, act on their intuition, and step out boldly. Even if you just bought it for the chapter titles and Daryl Fuzaro's illustrations alone, you'd be getting more than your money's worth with this book. Author and film critic Sister Rose Bucati says, Spending time with Fuzaro's stories will leave you no choice but to smile and carry on. Oh, he forgot to mention he hangs out with a group of nuns, but then, if he had, it would have necessitated a change to some of his more colorful adjectives. Have fun ordering your copy of What If Godzilla Just Wanted a Hug today on Amazon.com. Have you ever considered that everything you think, say, and do is a prayer to the universe? What would your life be like if you activated the power of yes? Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her exciting guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes. To find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or even the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Affirmative Prayer. 
activating the power of yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You've seen reality TV. Well, now get ready for reality radio. It's raw, unpredictable, and completely unscripted. Healing Your Life with Dr. Chris Michaels follows the lives of four people each season as they face their fears and overcome challenges. Listen in weekly and follow along as they take each faithful step on their journey. Learn what it takes to really heal your life. Dr. Chris Michaels shows you how to expect specific and measurable results from prayer. He says we must place a demand upon consciousness. We don't hope to get what we pray for. We expect it. As a 25-year veteran in the New Thought Movement, Dr. Chris has helped thousands of people find their way to success and healing. His faith is unshakable, and his commitment to helping others heal through the power of prayer is extraordinary. Don't miss Reality Radio, Healing Your Life with Dr. Chris Michaels, live Mondays at 11 a.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio. Spirit of Recovery is the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth. Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., interviews down-to-earth guests who share with you how they keep going and growing in recovery. Spirit of Recovery is the place to get practical tips and join in lively discussions on topics that matter to recovering people. This program welcomes everyone who wants to know more about recovery. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time on Spirit of Recovery, where we talk about what keeps you growing. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Rev. Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio. Unity Online Radio. 